everybody. Welcome to the Bros and Consoles podcast mini series episode. Oh, what is it now? 13? I'm going to say 13. It may be 12. I'm not sure anymore, guys. <laughs> this is the um, solo gaming updates with one half of your host, Nathan Choquette. Uh, Michael, still still doing that, that good work, you know, doing those accounting things, making the numbers run and typing things into the computers. I actually don't know what Michael does for, for like a full description, <laughs> but he's been working hard, so I am trying to work hard as well for the, the podcast and for you all. Um, how's everybody been doing? You know, it's been a it's been a slow-ish kind of week so far. The, we're finally reaching Thursday. We got one more day, and then it's the weekend. You know, everybody, time to celebrate. Time to time to play some games and kick up your feet and relax for a bit. Because um, that's what I've been doing eh, a little bit recently. I've had some some work and kind of a bunch of things going on around the house. But you know, that's just kind of how life goes sometimes. Still got a little bit of time to game in though. Uh, starting with one of the ones that I mentioned last week, I'm playing a little bit more of the Super Mario's 3D All-Stars game. Um, it's that collection of three of the 3D Mario games that I mentioned before. Um, I've been playing specifically the Super Mario 64 um, on there as well. So that one, I believe, how many stars do I have now? I might have just cracked like double digits in terms of the number of stars that I have there. I kind of forgot a little bit about the, um, I guess, the possibility of, like, secret stars hidden throughout the castle, and then ended up um, going into a room, and I was like, oh, this seems familiar. I forgot about these kind of things that are, you know, hidden outside of the worlds of the paintings and stuff. So I got a few of those, ended up at my first boss fight with, or not first boss fight ever, but first um, boss fight against Bowser, um, looking at him in all his, you know... Um, blocky 3d glory from from back in the day of the n64 is a pretty nostalgic feeling the you know it's it, in a weird way i think I, I maybe have have been thinking of more more so like pictures of videos from maybe it was just from like recent kind of people like playing it and stuff or maybe it was just the size of the thumbnail on videos and things but i feel like i remember those specific pictures or videos making Bowser look worse than he actually looked when he finally appeared on the the switch screen I was you know a little little surprised that I'm like oh it's actually not too bad looking at him like he he definitely looks way different now because you know they don't have to do all these like super blocky polygonal um character models and everything for for the different people as well as the bad guys so it's kind of nice to see what he, you know, used to look like and how far he's come now because now he's this big, I mean, he was still big back then, but very, like, you know, jaggedy, pointy edges, kind of way more of a noticeable, like, mohawk and stuff, and now he is very much so this kind of rotund bad guy who just, you know, flaunts his, it's like he looks, he looks strong now, you know, like, he's not just, he's not just big boned, he's like, muscular as well <laughs> in the the newer iterations of bowser so it's it's nice to see kind of changes over time and what he used to look like man is he had those like tiny like t-rex arms couldn't do anything with them and you know it was it was pretty fun getting back to that first boss fight i did remember as i started to play it how um kind of you know it's it almost was a little difficult playing the boss just because you really have to time things as you're spinning Bowser around by his tail. You have to time it to let it go so that he flies off in the direction of one of the bombs to make him hit that. Actually surprised too though um, that the first, I guess like first run in with Bowser in these like boss fights, 
first run in with him, he only takes one bomb to go down, and that's that's it. And then he gives you the key to move, I think, into the basement and stuff. And I think that's where I ended up stopping it at because I was like, oh, that's that's pretty that's pretty interesting. I expected, you know, the the rule of video games that's I feel like pretty common for for a lot of people that kind of pay attention to the stuff is like three three hits or like three phases of a boss kind of thing. That's kind of the the magic number is three there. And for it to just take one hit, I was like, huh, was not expecting that. Didn't see that coming. Probably um, helped a lot as a kid, though, because I think trying to get that, you know, that crazy lizard to, like, spin and be thrown into a bomb correctly and stuff and get the timing was probably um, made it seem a lot longer doing it that way. So, yeah, it's, it's been it's been fun, though, going back to it. Um, I still, I'm still enjoying the mechanic of, for majority of these bosses, you just run behind them and grab them from behind and then just like throw them or spin them kind of thing. So that's kind of a, a weird, funny thing from like older Mario games, <laughs> but lots of, lots of fun so far though. I've been also playing some things on the PS4, um, played a little bit of, Ooh, what's that game called? Um... I wanted to say Sticks, but I remember that I started Sticks up and then ended up switching to a different game. Um, it was something I think it's called the Adventure Pals, I believe. So that was kind of uh, something I played more of today. That one is a I may have I may have mentioned it once or twice before um, on the podcast, but it's basically a kind of two D platformer, um, like action platformer at times as well. You are a kid who was given like a giraffe for his birthday, and it's, it, this whole world is very zany like um your character is very you know like um talkative and kind of self-aware about like things that other people are saying and stuff and then the giraffe he you can use him as like he he helps you out in combat sometimes like you you're hitting with this wooden sword and then the giraffe will i think it's like if the if the enemy gets too far away he will like stretch out his neck and like grab them to like bring you to them it's almost like a a weird like grappling hook kind of effect but he's his mouth is the grappling hook and so that's that's kind of a it's a fun like quick way to get through combat but also the giraffe is used as like a tool to kind of operate some of these puzzles throughout the game like he acts like almost like a big wrench where he like i guess grabs onto these like lug nuts with his mouth again and then kind of like spins himself or like spins spins the both of you almost like a a weird like like his neck and head are like the you know like the head of the the wrench and then your body is like the the hand moving the wrench kind of thing so anyways it's a it's a weird thing to watch it's also weird to see like when you want to do like a uh, you can jump and then hover and when you're hovering the giraffe is sticking his head out of your backpack and his like tongue is spinning around furiously in a circle so that it acts like helicopter blades um <laughs> the, the game is very like zany overall um i just met that you have a pet rock or not pet rock a friend who's a rock he's like a real tiny little thing I forget what his actual name is. It's something very like on the nose, like Mr. Rock or something like that, or Mr. Pebble. But um, he he like finally meets up with you and the I guess lady that you were talking to, who wants you to gather these um, gemstones so that you can free your your um, father who was taken by this evil guy. Um, you give her one of the first gemstones, and then the dude I'm gonna call him Mr. Mr. Pebble for now. 
Mr. Pebble runs on the scene and you're like, oh my gosh, Mr. Pebble, where were you? And he's like, oh, sorry, I was trying to run all the way here. Curse these little legs. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this, this game has is, is got a fun sense of humor there. But um, pretty fun so far. The controls are surprisingly responsive. Um, I like the feel of, it's a weird thing to say, but I feel like if you kind of do it enough in different games, you kind of get a feel for when something feels right. And I like the feel of this game's wall jumping um, going on there because it feels very... I don't know, responsive, and it's like, you're not, there's, there's certain games, like, I want to say, uh, like, some of the, um, 2D Mario games, when you wall jump, you have to kind of, like, slide a little bit, if I remember correctly, like, you slide a little, and then you can jump, it's not like an instant, like, hit the wall, bounce kind of thing, um, for this one, it's more like an instant, instant, like, you, you hit the wall, and you can jump again immediately, and he's a very quick, like, bouncing between walls, which is a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, the game overall, a good sense of humor, um, fun combat and everything. I think there is something that, because it's been a little bit of time since I first started it up, so there there must be something that I'm forgetting in terms of how to kind of like dodge attacks and things. I've been kind of trying to just, um, for bigger enemies that kind of have a, a wind-up for the, the hits that they throw, I've been kind of just like stopping my combo and then moving behind them to like continue attacking them. Because some of them you can stagger, and then the bigger guys don't stagger, so they just keep on charging up their hit to, to whack you. And if they get you, it's a pretty decent hit. So I'm going to have to try and maybe look up a like control scheme or something to see if there's a button that I'm forgetting in terms of like how to dodge and stuff. Or if there even is a dodge button, because I might just be you know hoping that there's one and then there actually really isn't. But it's been fun so far. I've been, I've been enjoying kind of going through that and you know, learning more about this weird world. Um, there's some fun trophies in there, just a little like trophy tips. One of the trophies I found out is on the overworld, um, where you kind of move, you're like riding your giraffe around and you kind of move from place to place and kind of hop into these, um, actual like levels. The overworld though, sometimes will have random animals running around. And if you, I think it's if you you beat up like 20 yaks that are just kind of randomly running around there, you unlock either like a silver or gold trophy. And apparently it's it's a pretty like rare one. Not a lot of people have it, which is kind of funny to see, but it's kind of these little little funny things that you don't even have to do, but they kind of, you know, make it like a hidden trophy there. So if you do it, then you're just like, "Oh, I just popped that and that's pretty fun." So pretty pretty cool stuff. And there's actually a lot of trophies that pop pretty early on in the game as well. So I think there's a total of like 31 trophies, including the platinum or so. So it's it's a pretty decent game if you guys are interested in um, 2D action platformers and, and trophies as well. So, you know, just a little trophy tip there. Um, the other one I've been playing is called Hard Reset Redux. That one is kind of a, I want to say it's more of an arcade shooter kind of thing. It's a first-person arcade-like shooter. Um, you essentially have two different styles of guns like one of them is i'd say like um so it's, it's also like two different colors so you have like one that's red one that's blue the blue one kind of shoots more of like plasma like bullets and then the red one is kind of more like regular um ammunition and the overall like style of the game is it's supposed to be kind of like a futuristic cyberpunky type of aesthetic um from what i'm getting from the story so far you're kind of in a almost like um, dystopian type of, you know, like futuristic city where your character, it sounds like, is a... It's, it sounds like he kind of is like a um, police officer, security officer kind of thing. He, he basically is a person that patrols the city and, 
you know, at the end of their shift goes and does whatever they want kind of thing. But he doesn't have a name from the sounds of it. He kind of has like a designation. I think it's like C, C16 or 21 or something like that. Um, and basically it sounds like um, he may be like, it sounds like maybe the, the police or kind of the people that are out and about are not necessarily like the, I guess like the norm, I would say. It seems like there's there's something kind of overtones in this or maybe undertones in this um, game that basically it is kind of more popular to, you know, quote unquote, like become immortal. And basically people do that by, I think it's like uploading their consciousness to the, it's basically like the game's like internet or like the cloud internet kind of service inside there. And that way they're just kind of, they don't have a body anymore. They just kind of you know, float around in, in the, the web ether kind of thing. But there are people that are still, you know, moving around in, in bodies and things. And it seems like there was some kind of like robot attack where it's it's like robots either like malfunctioned or like purposely attacked. We're not, I'm not quite sure yet which one it is. But your, your job as the, you know, police slash security officer is to kind of go and eradicate these these threats and stuff. There's also kind of some dystopian vibes where your character mentions like, you know, it was like a, it's, it's a, I think it's an M rated game, I believe, but you, you are going through taking down these robots and stuff and then you finish the level, um, in between it kind of has these comic book cutscenes kind of thing. So that's a pretty, it's a pretty cool, um, way to kind of show story throughout with like, while still making it interesting, even if it's not like any kind of like CG trailers kind of stuff. But um, your character says something along the lines of like, yeah, it's like a, it's a bloodbath down here. And the what was it? And then he says something, I think, towards the end of the conversation with like his superior and whatnot, someone that's in his earpiece and mentions to them like, oh, yeah, like the the I think PR did like some kind of miracle work back there because um, he said like his his count that I guess he was kind of reading from the news stuff that was on the you know, screens and stuff in the, in the re- like in the area near him were saying something like 700 and something people um, counted as like casualties. And then he said, yeah, like the, the PR people did some kind of miracle, miracle work there. And then he was saying, cause clearly there's like thousands that are missing from this like death count and his um, superiors are like, can it, can it C16 or whatever his name is. And it's a, uh, it's an interesting kind of thing where like, he's just kind of being told to go do these missions. And it sounds almost like at a point that they kind of upload these, um, like mission directives directly to his like, um, brain. So I'm not sure if he's like fully part cyborg kind of thing where he's essentially being controlled or if it's just like, you know, he has like upgrades and therefore the mission directives get sent to his like cybernetic upgrades and stuff. So it's, it's a pretty like fun, actually arcade game. You kind of have to manage your your ammo and your health as well just um the basic thing is just keeping keeping mobile all the time because the enemies are pretty quick and you're trying to kind of dance around these things while also doing um different like combinations of like weapons and sometimes i'm using your environment to your advantage as well like you can hit um electric boxes kind of near you and stuff and they'll shoot out like arcs of lightning and those things are pretty damaging for like any robots near it so kind of creates um, a nice like barrier or shield as well as like extra damage kind of stuff so it's pretty pretty cool um design overall and i believe it's it's a redux because it's a game that came out in the past um i've never actually heard of hard reset before but overall the game's game's pretty fun for kind of an arcadey experience and i think i got it on sale and it was a pretty decent price and it's got a full like trophy list and everything so 
it's it's pretty fun so far. I'll give you guys some more impressions on it as I get further into it and see if it kind of holds up for like multiple hours of like playtime and stuff. But we'll get to that kind of when we get to it. Along with that, I put a little bit more time into RPG Maker MV. I've been slowly kind of chipping away at creating maps in there. I think originally I was going to... So my my kind of thing that I had been stuck at was that I had created an overworld map, right? Or what I wanted to start off as an overworld map. Then comes the more difficult part of kind of... I have several places of interest kind of scattered along the map. And now comes the hard part of creating maps for those different places of interest. (laughs) So whether that be like dungeons or cities or towns, things like that, and trying to kind of slowly um, figure out how I want the game to look overall, because this is like very new to me. And I have like tools and things, but I'm still trying to kind of figure out how all the tools fit together and whatnot, what kind of makes things look like authentic. Like um, I think part of the, the difficulty I was having is trying to create a setting where you're basically able to um like so so for example i'm trying to create the inside of a um store at the moment and they don't really have a or at least something that i've seen they don't really have a specific um i guess like block you can place down that makes it as if you have a like store counter i was kind of surprised by that but maybe i'm just looking at the wrong like um list overall in terms of like items you can you can use but without that, I kind of ended up having to use a few different um, things that may make it that I, my character, I can't actually like walk up to it and then like talk to somebody through it, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, just kind of trying to play around with the tools so far. I think I've been, if I remember the clock correctly on the actual like amount of time I've spent on it, it's, it's like closing in on about four hours or so, I think. It's a kind of a, it's a slow progress kind of thing, but I mean, it's kind of, similar to when I used to like write stories in the past it's very slow progress and then once you kind of start getting things going then it seems like it picks up from there so I'm, I'm enjoying it though I ended up popping another trophy on there uh, I think for making my second map if I remember it was the reason why um, but one of the things I was talking about just a, a bit ago is in terms of the maps originally I was just gonna make you know like I made an overworld map and that's fine went into making kind of a map for the next town and I started to do that and then realize like man now that I have a map for the town if I want the the you know the characters to be able to go inside of the buildings within the town I have to create another map that now has you know the insides of buildings that way and at first I think I've I've just been making a you know a super large map that has kind of um, like black edges around all the buildings and then basically make them far enough apart that players like inside one building wouldn't be able to see that there's another building um, and give the illusion that they're just kind of inside of, you know, that specific building inside the town. Um, All the while, like it's all coming from the same map and they're just kind of being placed on there and not able to leave these kind of like confined areas that I've created. If that kind of makes sense, um, if it's if it's not making too much sense, just imagine like um, creating a grid of, you know, space that the, the character can walk on and then making it so that when they, you have kind of like walls that they wouldn't be able to get out of, and then around that just looks black. And that's kind of my idea of making it as if you're inside of a building. I'm not sure if that's how you know developers do it um, when they actually make these things or not, but hopefully this is something that like ends up working out. Um, the only thing that I think may run into trouble for this in terms of the way I'm approaching it is that I've realized that it seems as if if everything is on that same map, I think at the moment, I'm not sure how to 
um, kind of get around this. There may be a way to do it, but at the moment it seems like anywhere on that map will play the same background music. So when someone goes into like the, um, like say I, I create a the inside of a store, like a, an item shop, and they go inside there, you know, everything works fine. They talk to the person, buy some stuff, and they head back out, and it takes them back out to the regular town. Um, and then they go over to what what I'm kind of creating is like an inn. I'm not sure if that's even going to be something that's like necessary. It just depends on how the, the mechanics go and stuff. But I'm starting off basic in, in, in terms of like RPGs and stuff. Um, but if I create like an inn and they were to try and go inside there, it may end up being that basically these... Um, these, both these areas, since they're on the same, like, like technically on the same map, like quote unquote, then they kind of play the same background music and therefore I wouldn't be able to change it and make it feel, I guess, different. I think the only thing that I would run into an issue with there is if I wanted to change the music for, I think the first town I'm creating has like a church kind of area and I wanted to possibly change the music in the church to make it sound like, you know. As, it, as if you would imagine going into a church in a video game kind of thing. Um, if I can't figure out how to do it, though, I may just end up making, like, several small maps and then those kind of, you know, being linked with the overall um, town itself. That's a bit more tedious than I was, like, hoping to do, but if it works, then, um, then that works as well. And if there's a way around it, I'll be glad to try that out instead because, you know, just, just shortcuts to make things a little bit easier for this stuff. <laughs> Um, and then the last one I've been playing, good old Alto Collection. Um, that one actually, I've been getting a lot more playtime in that than I've expected lately. I'm not sure if it's because it's something that I can kind of easily do while I'm just like relaxing, or if it's because you know the I, I'm like eating something and therefore I don't have to press one button on this game and I can just play as many rounds as I want while I eat. Um, so I'm not sure if it's a convenience or like a fun factor kind of thing. But the game itself is like continues to surprise me. I ended up trying out um, Alto's Odyssey, which is the second game in the collection, and found out real quick that the game is actually has a surprising number of updates that it's had made to it. There's uh, some pretty cool mechanics that you actually get pretty early on um, as you're kind of unlocking these like challenges. It's a similar kind of thing where you're unlocking challenges as you go. Um, you only ever have three at a time, and then you progress to the next set. But um, instead of going down the mountain to try and get to these like um, llamas and stuff like you did in the first game, I'm seeing that I'm just kind of like coasting through like almost like this desert-like region, which is pretty cool. And then as you start to progress further and further, you unlock these different um, upgrades that you can then like get for coins in the store. And one of them that I just got is a um, kind of like a, it's a I forget what it's called exactly, but it's basically a board that lets you wall ride on kind of like um, cliffs and things. And so once you buy that, it, it introduces that mechanic um, within all your runs, which is pretty cool. And so if you see these kind of like cliffs or stones that have um, these specific kind of markings on the side of it, then you just hold um, the X button or the cross button. And it makes your character essentially kind of like wall ride up this, this huge rock. And then it gives you kind of extra like airtime in terms of like if you get to the end you can kind of like jump off that and you can do some flips and things but it's pretty cool in terms of like the terrain itself just kind of getting a a new way to kind of maneuver around these different areas they've also introduced a new power up um so besides the first game has like a magnet and a feather um, power up i haven't seen a feather one quite yet if i remember right 
but there is a um there's still the magnet which is pretty um, standard for getting the coins and stuff but the second popular or not popular second most like prominent power up that i see is um this like lotus flower and when you um pick it up it basically makes you invulnerable to like smashing into rocks for a brief period of time so anytime your character gets near it the rocks kind of like explode in front of you and you're able to just pass through unscathed so it's a pretty cool mechanic um since every once in a while like random rocks will trip me up occasionally in in games so it's kind of fun to like get one of those and just plow through a bunch of rocks um i'm slowly saving up for a wingsuit in the odyssey game as well so hopefully I'll get that sometime soon. I had to spend a little bit of money to get that uh, wall writing board, but I'm enjoying the the both the games actually, which is pretty surprising. But it's probably just because it's it's very like I've mentioned before, very zen to kind of play this game, and then it's you know simple, just kind of arcadey fun, which is something that I think a lot of people just look for in these types of games. So very very cool. I'm, I'm excited about these things quite a bit. There's, I think, a few games coming out relatively soon, um, and actually one that came out this week, I believe, on Tuesday. Um, the one that came out Tuesday is um, a game by Vanillaware. Uh, they're the makers of games like Dragon's Crown, as well as um, Odin Sphere, I believe. Um, the PS4, I'm not sure if the PS4 name is different from the PS3 one, but Odin Sphere uh, Life Throuser, I believe, is like the um, the full title on that one. But um, they have a new game that just came out on Tuesday um, called 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Um, that one, it's kind of a, I don't know if adventure, adventure and it's, it doesn't seem like it's totally like an adventure game, but it does seem like there's quite, quite a bit of kind of like story and di- dialogue to get through with these characters. Um, it's kind of that similar aesthetic where it's very um, pretty, almost like hand-painted character and like background models and stuff. And you are essentially following these 13 different characters um, along through their stories, um, as well as there's kind of um, back like undertones and like backdrops of these large like mech monsters and things or um, mech units kind of thing. And it seems like a pretty interesting story there. It sounds like their stories kind of over like intertwine over time. So I'm interested to, to pick that up eventually. I'm not going to get it quite yet, but uh, for people that are, are fans of Vanillaware and stuff and you're you know, unaware that the game is released, you should you should definitely check it out. Um, it is for sure a full size game, so the price I believe is fifty nine ninety nine right now. So whether or not you want to get it now or sometime later, if you if you enjoy the Vanillaware games, you should definitely check it out because it, it seems pretty cool. Um, there's one coming out on Monday next week. So depending on if I get a episode out on Monday or not, I might kind of you know curtail whether or not this one gets talked about on the the first like episode of the week or not but the game itself is called Genshin Impact um, something that I think maybe like uh, several episodes ago I got mentioned because I found out that it was coming out and didn't realize that date had already been set or had forgotten the date had been set so that one I'm excited about because it's like a um, more anime version of Zelda Breath of the Wild in, in kind of an interesting way um, it's almost kind of in my mind like a mixture between um, Breath of the Wild and like the Tales games a little bit. You kind of have that more like flowing combat and it's more of an RPG than I consider like Zelda games to be. But you also kind of as you travel around you can apparently pick up these whole bunch of different characters that 
um, you can bring with you along on your journey. And then it seems like you can basically switch between any of the characters you want at any time. So that's a pretty cool thing that I've been interested in, um, along with just the general mechanics where you kind of combine characters, skills, and abilities together. Um, maybe you use a character who kind of creates like a wind tornado with magic and then blows it through a like a torch or a campfire and then now the tornado is kind of caught fire and it's like spinning with all the the enemies inside of it and stuff and very very cool um, effects and kind of the overall look of the game so I'm excited to try that out and I think coming out in four days I don't know if I've seen a price point for it yet um, but should be should be pretty interesting to, to try out and hopefully it's something that is you know pretty decent as well I think from what I remember, I, when I remember reading a little bit about this, um, I think earlier in the year, they had mentioned that, like, obviously they mentioned, you know, they felt as if it was similar to Breath of the Wild. And I think there was even, like, a 30-minute demo at one point that kind of showed gameplay and stuff, and that's where people were getting their, their um, impressions from. But going through and actually, you know, watching all that and hearing the um, reviews kind of, or, like, the impressions being talked about of like the gameplay reveals and things people seemed pretty positive about it and so i've got i've got some pretty high hopes for this i think it's had a few beta tests and things along the way even maybe like alphas and stuff but hopefully if it's you know if it's been doing well and people have been giving feedback and stuff it'll be a pretty pretty interesting game to try out so i will report back on that probably next week um depending on how how the prices look in there and we'll kind of go from there but if you guys have any burning questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to write into brosandconsoles at gmail.com. Uh, it also helps out a lot if you kind of let us know how we're doing. And, you know, in the meantime, how, how I'm doing on these solo episodes for you. Um, I know I've gotten some um, reviews, I think, on different podcast services and stuff. So if you've got some time there, just kind of throw in your thoughts. Tell us what we're, we're doing well and what we could improve on and try to make the, the best show possible for you all. Um, along with that, if you want, I've got uh, Twitter open as well, at Indie Ronin. Um, you can go and follow me on there to find out about when episodes go um, live, or maybe not necessarily always live, but um, when they ha- have been delayed for one re- reason or another. So um, you can follow me there in terms of that, or just kind of regular gaming news as I kind of post things um, out. And I think other than that... We'll probably see you guys all next week. Sorry, there was only a couple episodes this week, but like I mentioned, uh, things have been a little bit more busy and stuff around um, the house and kind of life over here. So I will talk to you guys probably in four-ish days. Is that how time works? Today's Thursday. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, we'll say four or five days, whichever one um, happens and it works out. So... I will talk to you guys then and hope you guys have a good weekend. Uh, Play some fun video games or spend time with family and, you know, just be safe, stay healthy, and talk to everybody later. Peace out.